What up, what up, what up? Welcome back to the scorecard, the boxing scorecard, where I ask people to bring your scorecard and an explanation, not just simply your opinion. So here we go. Last night, we had a big um, WBC World Super Featherweight title championship versus uh, one familiar face and one one kind of unknown. Um, my man Ray Vargas went up against Oshaki Foster. Yes, thank you for the picks. My man Oshaki Foster, and he, obviously you guys know I, I watch boxing every single day, um, whether it's research or just watching random fights. I never heard of Oshaki Foster before, but he definitely impressed me last night. Full name, Oshaki Dominique Williams Foster from Houston, Texas. Orthodox trains out of, he's from Houston, and he also trains out of, uh, uh, um, he's from Texas and also trains out of Texas. He has a record of 20 wins. Only two losses with 11 KOs, 50% knockout ratio. His nickname is the, is Ice Water. <laughs> Oshaki Ice Water Foster. Um, as far as his record, he, he's kind of an unknown. He's, he's he's beat some guys, but mainly mainly like B level, B and C level competition. Um, the most familiar name that I see on his. Uh, on his on his box wreck is Miguel Roman. That was for the WBC silver featherweight title. He won by knockout there. And that's the only like familiar name that I see on his record. He's on a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Before this fight, he was on <clears throat> he was on a nine fight winning streak. Nine fight winning streaks. So that's how he earned himself. Most of them were unanimous decisions or KOs. Yeah, KOs or unanimous decisions. So he's been on a on a, on a quiet run the past couple of years. This ten years, I mean this this nine fight winning streak started back in 2017. So he hasn't he hasn't lost since 2017. That's why he was fighting with so much confidence. That's why he was fighting with so much confidence. My man Ray Vargas. Let's get to his box wreck. My man Ray Giovanni Vargas Roldan from Mexico, Otumba, Mexico, Mexico. Yeah, yeah, yeah. His record is 36 wins with only one loss. Yesterday was his first loss. 36 wins with 22 knockouts, which is basically a 60% knockout ratio. Um, now, the only thing with Mr. Vargas is as impressive as his record is. And yeah, his nickname is no nickname um he mark ray definitely has some uh some impressive wins on his resume including guys like mark maxeo um oscar negrete ronnie rios yeah man he's he's beat some uh some some good names on his list however these names were all at the weight class under like all, all of uh, Vargas's success <clears throat> has been at the featherweight division, which is 126 pounds. Last night was his first fight at the step up at 100 in the super featherweight division, which is 130 pounds. Foster, that's where he's been his whole career was at 130. Now, to, to some people, you might not think four pounds is a big difference, but it is a very big difference, especially when you're cutting weight on, on how you feel and how much energy you can have output you could um you could put into your fight 
when you're at your lowest weight class, and that's the thing that I'll start with uh, with Mr. Um, with, with Vargas first, because even though he was the favorite going in, you know, it, it is a big difference when you're the thing is when you're moving up in, in weight classes, two things have to be intact or, or, or going. You have two things you have to have going for you if you're moving up in weight class. Either you have to have exceptional power, like your power has to move up with you, because remember, you're fighting bigger guys now. So you better have the power to keep those bigger guys off you. Or if your power doesn't move up, then your skill level better be at that level. Your skill level be your skill level needs to be up there. So either the, when you move up in the weight class, once again, it's either your your power moves up with you or your skills moves up with you. In rare cases, you get you get people like Manny Pacquiao whose speed and power moved up with him in eight divisions. Anyways, Mr. Vargas, I believe that was his main problem. Are we back? Are we back? How's my sound? Is my sound better? Does it sound better? Someone let me know. Someone let me know. Back. Yes, it's good. Okay, good, good, good. All right, so, like I said, man, I'm curious to see what other people had the scorecards were because mine, maybe I, you know, I wasn't influenced. I had the volume off. I had the volume off when I, when I watched, when I was watching this fight, so... You know, I wasn't influenced by the commentators or anything like that. So that, those those were really my own thoughts. Um, 
<laughs> like I said, I'm using I'm using I'm using my phone to do the show right now. I didn't I forgot that my scorecard's on the phone, so I can't really get to it, or else it's gonna kick me out of this again. But I do know I had a draw. Um, right from the beginning, both guys were establishing very good jabs. Um, one of the things that I think messed up Mr. Vargas in moving, not only did he move up weight class and, and fight someone that is uh, that is used to being at that weight class, but the height difference, but the same reach. Ray Vargas is five foot ten. Um, Foster was only is only five foot six. However, they have the same the the exact same arm length reach. Both thing I think had like seventy one inches. So, for the taller person, it, it kind of messes with your you know messes with your mental just because that depth perception is off. As a taller person, you're expecting, especially if you have a good jab, you're expecting to uh you know you're expecting to be at a certain distance and you be able to to touch your touch your opponent with a jab and they can't really touch you back but especially in those first couple of rounds Oshaki Foster was matching they were matching jab for jab in those first two rounds there so that was uh that was one of the things that I thought kind of surprised Mr. Vargas I don't think he was expecting Oshaki's jab to be that good that accurate that educated uh, to, to throw him off. Um, and again, it was just the, the, the good back and forth. What else we got here? The good back and forth between them. Really, there was no, in, in the first two rounds, Foster landed, a, you know, a couple of good straight right hands that were, that were, that were pretty clean. But throughout the fight, there was not really any big significant punches landed. A couple of flurries here and there, but there was no, you know, specific punch that made you say oh yeah wow that's that that punch made it made it a clear round for either Vargas or Foster I think Foster was just simply outworking slightly outworking uh Vargas in in when they were mixing up a little bit rank control that's one of the things that uh that you gotta judge for too simply rank control who just looks like they're in charge like sometimes you can just look at a fight and see uh, um Who's who is the one engaging? Who's the one starting the, the the combinations and finishing the combinations, or at least trying to do it? And in this case, it was Mr. Foster doing his thing, man. Um, so much respect to him. This this fight, this big, this was a big win for him for Mr. Foster. Put him on the map. Um, he has a belt now, the WC WBC belt, and things are gonna shift up. Things are gonna shift in uh, these weight divisions now. I'm just pulling up the, 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 the rankings for the featherweight division and for the super featherweight division. Just waiting for the laptop to load up here. So, 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 so the big question is, is Mr. Vargas gonna continue at 130 pounds or is he gonna go back down to um back down to 126 how old is mr vargas let us check this out because that could make a big difference on how easy or how hard it is for you to make weight he's 32 years old yeah 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 that's um you know between the ages of like you know 28 to 32 is when most boxers kind of are forced to move up in, in weight classes just because you're naturally getting getting bigger right it's 
you know, there's very few boxers that can maintain um, the same weight that they did when they started when they started boxing because most most people start boxing in their early in their early twenties. And again, just by living natural life, you'll you'll gain a little bit of weight when you're in your late twenties to early thirties. So um, I'm thinking, I am thinking that um, that Mr. Vargas is gonna stay at 130 pounds, um, but he better. He already had a good jab to begin with, but he better get even more educated as far as using it more to to, to set up other punches to keep these bigger guys off of him. Again, it's only four pounds from one twenty six to one thirty, but um, but the the punch resistance from from the guys that are naturally at the higher weight class, they can take those punches just a little bit more than the guys that are in the lower weight class, obviously because they have more weight to them. Um, so that is the slight problem that Mister Vargas is going to have. He's going to have. He should. I would highly suggest for him to maintain the good jab that he already has, but to maybe sit down on his punches a little bit more. To have a you know sit down, use his legs, turn your hips, pivot your foot, just to put a little bit more emphasis on the power of those punches to to keep these bigger guys off of you. What is next for uh, for Ray Vargas? So let's go to go to the rankings again. So if he stays at one hundred and thirty at one hundred and thirty pounds, which is super super featherweight, junior lightweight. Um, not a big pool, actually. Now that I'm looking at the names, um, so yeah, not a big pool. You got uh, Eduardo Fernandez, Oscar Valdez. Oscar Valdez would be a, a good comeback fight for for Ray Vargas. Um, Valdez is the one that had that close fight. No, sorry, <laughs> it was on paper. It was supposed to be a close fight with Shakur Stevenson last April, and I believe that was. A little bit off topic as far as fight of the year, you know, when people, when, when a lot of people, when people talk about fight of the year, they, they usually talk about two guys that are just punching the crap at each other. There's probably about four or five knockdowns. Defense is really bad and just punches, you know, just a bunch of punches thrown and landed with bad defense. That's usually a fight of the year for, for most people. I put a little twist to it for me specifically when I talk about fight of the year. I specifically talking about skills fight of the year. What I mean is a, a, a fight that on paper was supposed to be an even matchup, but when the fight happens, one person just their skills just straight dominate the other person. That for me is, is a fight of the year. Um, skills, skills fight of the year. So that Oscar Valdez versus Shakur Stevenson at the time was, was uh, advertised as a great fight because it was between two great, great boxers. Um, but when the fight happened, Shakur Stevenson just showed his superior skills and made Valdez look like a, a B-level B level competitor. Um, but with that being said, Valdez is still good. If Shakur just made him look like a, like a regular boxer. Um, so Ray Vargas versus uh, Oscar Valdez would be a good fight for both of them because both of them are going to need a win to get back in that, you know, in the win column. So both guys would be, uh, you know, focus on that one. You also got Lamont Roach, who is a very good B-level competitor. All the rest of these guys, all the rest of these guys are basically B-level competition, man. Um, yeah, Joe Cordina, Pablo Vincente, Roger Gutierrez, Eduardo Hernandez. Yeah, yeah, all these guys are, are B-level competition. So Ray, Ray, he, you know, he doesn't have too many 
sharks to worry about at 130 pounds. So he could probably stay up there and um, work his way up, wait, work his way back up to a uh, another title fight <clears throat> and a couple of fights. He deserved it, man. He indeed he's had some good wins on his career. Yesterday, last night was his first loss, so he shouldn't fall. He shouldn't fall too far down the ladder to get back up. Is what I'm saying. Mr. Foster, Mr. Oshaki Icewater Foster. He is on top of the world right now. Um, as far as the champions, oh, they got to update us because he has the WCB belts. WB, WBA belt is held by Hector Luis Garcia, who um, I'm pretty sure is the one that, uh, that Shakur, I mean, that Gervonta uh, Davis um, beat up in his last fight. And once again, to show you Dante Davis's power, that guy Hector Garcia said after the fight, he said when 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 Davis hit me, when Tang hit me, he said I couldn't see and my head hurts, <laughs> my head was hurting. He said after the fight during an interview, he's like I could see now, but my head still hurts. <laughs> Just shows you how hard Tang hits. Um, but yeah, Hector Luis Garcia has a w, WBA belt. IBF belt is held by Shav Shavkat Rakimov. I don't know what's going on with WBF. They got nobody ranked in number one at number two. I don't know what's going on there. WBO doesn't have is a vacant belt. They got Archie Sharp as number one. Oscar Valdez is number two. So yeah, man, this this uh, 130 pound super featherweight division is is pretty open for the taking right now. So Shaki Foster could um, keep his momentum going. With uh, with defending his belts for for a minute, you know he has the skills. He beats again. This was a this was even though it was someone coming up from in weight class for Mister Foster. Um, this was uh, Oshaki's biggest win of his career against Ray Vargas. This was a, a very good win. Um, again, according to the judges, I had it a draw. So, but he won unanimous. So on to the next one for for Mister Foster. Uh, that would also be a one. I, I keep mentioning Oscar Valdez because he's he's the best name. Liam Wilson is all right too, but Oscar Valdez I think is is the next best one. I already mentioned Pablo Vincente. Oh, Robson Con Concesiao. Robson Concesiao is 130 pounds. This was the guy that um, Shakur Stevenson beat in the not as yeah, pretty sure it was his last fight or either the last fight or the fight right before that. Robson Concicio from Brazil won a gold medal, I believe, in 2000, 2016 Olympics. Very good boxer. Um, <clears throat> even that, that fight, I don't think people give him enough credit for that fight with Shakur Stevenson. Yeah, Stevenson won most of the rounds, but they were all close rounds. There was no, in that fight, there was no round that was, uh, that, uh, you know, that was where, where Robson almost got stopped or he looked like he was in trouble. He was right in in Shakur's face the whole time, so you know a lot of these guys. As I mentioned before, a lot of these guys they kind of fall through the cracks, and people might not hear about them or see about them because they're not they're either not fighting the top level guys, so their their fights aren't really televised, or some of the top guys are from other countries that don't really speak English, so they don't really do a lot of interviews. So again, when you're when you're scrolling through your social media. Looking for boxing stuff, you might these these guys' names might kind of slip through their cracks because they don't really, even the guys that speak English like Oshaki Foster, he's not a name that's really going to come up on your feed when you're when you're scrolling through your social media. 
but obviously he, he you know he was under the radar and he showed that you know when he got a chance on the, on a big stage main event on TV um he stepped up the plate and looked very good in the biggest fight of his career so shout out to Oshaki Foster what else we got what else we got it's quiet this morning man where's all the scorecards at man everybody's sleeping everybody's watching but not not uh participating my man Eddie Barrington did you score the fight last night did you watch it at least let me know what you thought let me know what you thought um what else we got what else we got <clears throat> so that was um that was really it for for both competitors man um the only slight improvement where I would uh give to both guys is maybe maybe attacking the body a little bit more to slow the other person down or to 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 create more openings there was like I said throughout the 12 rounds there wasn't too many clean clean crosses they're both in an orthodox stance there there wasn't too many clean right hands that were landed if they if they were landed they were kind of slightly grazed or slightly blocked nobody got hurt um so i think um going to the body going to the body will help create a few more openings up top so that would be my only suggestion uh for for both guys but again both guys at 130 pounds is pretty wide open now man There's a bunch of b-level competitors at, at 130 pounds so yeah man it is wide open it is wide open and i think that is it for now um what else did i want to bring up oh you had some stats from the fight last night uh here we go here um yeah these are some interesting stats here so as far as jabs vargas landed 12 percent of his jabs Oshaki landed 17, so not a high percentage of both guys landing, but obviously 17 is higher than 12. Power punches. Oh, this was close too. Power punches was 29%. I'll give you the exact numbers. Let's go back to the jab. So the jabs was 35 out of 299 for Vargas. It's only 12%. Foster's jabs percentage was 50, landed 57 out of 339, which is only 17%. Power punches, 66 out of 225 for Mr. Vargas. That's 30%. Mr. Foster was 87, landed out of 286, 30%. So another another close percentage there, 30% to 29% to 30% for power punches. Power punches loaded, uh, landed. And the last one was just total total shots landed. Just total shots landed in general. 101 out of 524 for Vargas, 19%. 144 out of 625, 23% for Foster. So, again, all three of those numbers pretty close together. Like, the, the, the largest difference was 5% with the jabs and total punches. So, that's why, for me, I, I had it a draw. Um, maybe the judges ringside saw a little bit different because they are right there. And maybe maybe... Uh, um, Foster's punches landed a little bit better when you see him up close. Maybe that was the thing, but yeah, I had to draw. So yeah, there you have it. There you have it. The scorecard, the boxing scorecard, gave you my scorecard and a and a explanation. So there you have it. Not sure. I always try to tell myself I'm going to be prepared to to give a quick breakdown of the of the fight for next week. 
Anybody listening in the chat right now, can you let me know who's fighting next next week exactly? I know in a couple weeks we got uh, Benavidez and Plant. That is going to be great. It's always good when two guys that legit don't like each other in real life actually box. You know, sometimes um, at the press conference, you know, guys will be barking at each other, you know, mainly just to hype up the fight. But when, when, when you have two people that legit do not like each other in real life, that is that is definitely gonna be definitely gonna be a good fight just for that aspect alone. Let alone both these guys are in there prying at the top of their divisions. So yeah, I definitely can't wait for that one. But before that, I know there's there's another fights coming up in the next couple of weeks. Before that, um, off the top of my head, I cannot remember. But yeah, that's what it is, man. That's what it is. All right, all right, all right. Thank you very much for listening. Holmes versus Valerio. Valerio. Yeah. Okay. That'll, that'll probably be the one um, for next week. Holmes versus Valerio. If that's the main event. Adele versus Beezus. Adele. Adele. Adele versus Beezus. Wood versus Lara. Yeah. Yeah. Lee Wood versus Lara. That's going to be interesting too. Might get my man uh, Carl and Andy from uh, from the last bell to to make a little comment on that. Neri versus Hovanesian. Yeah, yeah. Neri versus Hovanesian. Yes, lots of fights coming up, man. Lots of scorecards to be talked about in uh, the next couple of weeks. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you very much for listening, paying attention. Once again, Talk and Fight, the number one uh, boxing channel on YouTube. Make sure you like, share, subscribe. My show, the Scorecard, usually every Sunday from um, from uh, starting at nine thirty. Uh, oh yeah, shout out to Team Ontario, all the amateur boxers that uh, fought at the Nationals last weekend. That's why I missed the Scorecard last weekend. Was help coaching the top uh, boxers in in the province compete for national championships. So Ontario finished with uh, six gold, five six gold two silver, and ten bronze. Shout out to all the gold medal winners who will be competing, who already earned a spot at um, the Pan Am qualifiers in a couple of months. Got the world championships also in a couple of months after that. So, uh, yeah, man, we we got some, Canada has some good up-and-coming amateurs that will be ready for pro in the next couple of years. Uh, shout out to my man Hunter. Hope you get a speedy recovery from uh, that freak accident in his fight. Shout out to my uh, shout out to Marie and Keo, my brother and sister combo national champions, and uh, shout out to all the Ontario boxers that won their gold medals. Man, a lot of hard work was put into that. So much respect to you guys. All right, all right, all right. I'm out. I'm out. I'll see you guys next week. Hit me up on uh, any social media at Cedric Sports at Cedric Sports. All right, man. Peace. Mm-hmm. <laughs>